Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. Our initial, the inaugural video lounge. Thrilled to have Marlon Humphrey join us today. It's a, it's a, this is a big episode, Marlon. And so we were thinking maybe if you want to, since this one's on video, you could double this and use it for Studio 44. <laughs> you know, I know that we're the big time guests that you've been waiting to book. So yes, we'll yes. just kind of collaboration, right? Yes. So we're, we're kind of waiting for our invitation, though, for the, the actual <laughs> studio. Did that get lost in the mail or what happened to that? You know, I'm still getting backed up from COVID and different okay. things. You know, it's COVID, you know, where it's in the past, but it's kind of, you know, still some effects. So gotcha. that's kind of where I, mail and... It's backed up. It's probably on a <laughs> ship out in the ocean, waiting, waiting to get shipped out. Okay. All right. We'll wait. We'll keep waiting. We'll keep we will. Waiting. We will. Sorry, right, man. How's, um, just let's start there. Like, what do you think of the media, the media side? You've been doing Studio 44 this, this, throughout the off season. Um, I know you're still working on it in, in season, but what have you thought of the media side of things? It's been good. It's been, um, it's been new. Um, I think it's, you know, I've done a lot of interviews in my life, but until recently, it's been the first time I've been interviewing people so it's been uh it's been really unique it's, it's been really cool to hear some of the stories i've heard from different guys and um it's also been a uh, it's challenging to get guests even welcome when to our world <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the difficulty <laughs> yeah even on your own team so <laughs> that's tough um i got a lot of friends i keep telling they got to come to a game so i can come by mm-hmm. get on the show so there's a lot of people i really want to get um but yeah, it's been a, uh, it's been new, but it's been, uh, it's been really exciting. All right, best and worst guest so far. <laughs> I can't wait for the worst. That's really why I'm. Asking. You know, <laughs> I have a worst which I just don't want to say. Okay, I-, I thought you would be eager to throw him under the bus. I would, but I can't. But the best would by far have to be Bashadi. Oh yeah, I, I just mean. really like. I wish we could have got some stuff that we said before we got on the camera. So no. <laughs> That's always the best stuff is before and after the show I'm starts. Like, I'm like, we might need to do somewhere just get going from the beginning. But um, just he like, in a way, he like humbled me from the aspect when he was like, I would love to go into business with a guy like you that can't give 100% dedication to the craft. And I was just like, it just like really clicked because I'm like, anyone that's really dedicated to their craft would, put all their time into it but a guy like me and any other athlete that's trying to do another if they're trying to do something else there's only so much time you can put you have to put mm-hmm. your faith into someone else basically right. Right. to fully do it so i was just in there like well let me check not running a business while i'm playing <laughs> <laughs> off the box there after he said that so um and some other good stuff he said i just but that was to me that was really cool i'm sitting here in front of you know our team owner um 
who obviously could be doing anything, but right. <laughs> uh, gave me about 30 minutes of his time. So that was really cool. Now you say you're not going to open a business, but I think your barbershop business might be about to take off. We saw well, your tweet uh, doing some haircuts there. Um, yes, yes. Well, so what do you think? You think it was Ben Mason, correct? Ben Mason, right. Well, I, I kind of contradicted myself. I said I wasn't going to do a business, but <laughs> Tuesdays might be my day, man. But I, I walked in the locker room. Ben Mason walks up and goes, just a guy I needed to see. I was like, Where's when Ben Mason going? says that, right. you know, if someone else says that, I'm like, okay, what's up? But when Ben says it, I'm kind of <laughs> like, this could go a bad way. So <laughs> he brings me back there. He's like, bro, I just can't get the back. I need some help with the back. I'm like, back of what, first off? <laughs> and I'm like, back of what, buddy? I mean, we're going, you know. And then I, he's like, the hair. So I get the clipper to try to line him up and – uh I gave him, gave him, finished him off his, his haircut. Was he, was he happy with the cut? Yeah. He was happy with it. He well, was it's the back. It. Nobody can yeah, see it. That's, that's the true. best yeah, part. It was, it was the back, but I had to get the side, too. And I, I stayed away from the, I mean, we're all getting older, but Ben's hairline's starting to you know, <laughs> go a little. So I was like, dude, it's a little uneven, but I think that's not because of me. I think that's because of you. So <laughs> it was uh, it was an interesting Victory Tuesday, I'll say that. Nice, nice. All right, so let's uh, talk a little football. Uh, you guys start the season with a big win against the Jets. Like, how were you? You didn't play in the preseason. Yeah. Um, you got hurt last season. You know, an end of the year on IR. Like, what were your like emotions going into the game? Was there nervousness, anxiousness? How did you feel going into it? It was. It was. Um, it was kind of weird. You know, without you know not playing the preseason. You know, not playing like last year. It was just a little. You know, you, it felt like you hadn't done it in so long, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a little probably anxious, just really ready to just start the season. It seemed like it took, you know, forever to get here and then watching preseason and getting hyped for the guys, but nothing really clicks like when you're actually playing. So it was just really exciting. Um, and that I just – I mean, always great to open up with a win. So it was it was really just fun, exciting. Well, and the way the defense played, I have to imagine that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it was good. yeah, getting after Joe Marcus gets a pick in his first game. First game. I will say though, you went into it going, you know, with anticipating two interceptions. I know. That was the goal in your first, and I I have to <laughs> laugh. It really did crack me up last week when you you told who was it Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters, yeah. And you said I'm going to get two picks in the first game. He goes, if we get two picks from you all year, I'll be happy, Marley. Yeah. No, 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 the first game. Yeah, Marcus, he humbled me a little there going through. <laughs> so maybe that's why I didn't get two. You know, right. I, I was thinking two, and then he said two for the year, and I'm like, no, no, no. I was I was saying two for the first game. He was like, let's just do two for the year. I was like, <laughs> all right, whatever. So. Maybe maybe he kind of jinxed me on that. You know, maybe the two-pick game is coming soon. Right, right. Now, how do you – you know, you've played uh, – you've always kind of moved around, but, you know, yeah. you played in the slot uh, some this past Jets game. Do you feel like, you know, because of your physicality, right, like people talk about how you play the game like a linebacker. You're a linebacker playing corner. Yeah. The fruit punch, we all know about that. That, that really kind of suits you. Of course, you can play outside, but getting near the line of scrimmage – there's some big boys running around in there. Yeah, there but, like, do you kind of like it because that is a strength of yours? Yeah, I really do like it. It's uh, it's something I never thought I would do, actually. Yeah. Like, I remember when they first asked me to do it, I think it was either a Bengals or a Steelers game, and I was like, I'll, I, I, I didn't really say no because I wouldn't really say no to anything they asked me to do. <laughs> right. Just because I'm just like, you know, do you guys think so? I'll do it. But – I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't think this is going to work that well. And then just being around the ball so much and being able to, you know, get there and be aggressive, it kind of just, you know, I realized I had some strengths there. But obviously with 
different guys go down to different things, kind of some things have changed to where you kind of got to, I can be in there a little, sometimes be outside, you know, kind of just move all around. Right. Uh, other than when I was kind of predominantly playing it at all times when we had Jimmy and Marcus and Brandon Carr and all those guys. But it's been, uh, it's been new, which, you know, now it's, it's so normal. But if you had asked me that three years ago, I'd have just been like, I would have been the same way. Like, <laughs> I just can't see it happening. <laughs> but uh, it's been really cool to play that spot. It's been a new view for the game for me. Yeah. Does the mentality kind of change? Like, I feel like when you're playing outside, you just kind of have, like, the on-the-corner mindset. Yeah. And the then island. inside, the island, uh, on a corner, yeah, on an island mindset. Um, but then when you're inside, you're kind of thinking about everything, like how you're just going to interact with linebackers. You're probably watching more to get picked. I, I don't know. How does the mindset change when you're inside? For, well, for me, I try to just cause a lot of disruption, mm-hmm. kind of. So I'm I'm really thinking a lot more aggressive when I'm in there. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm getting linebacker stance, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what's about to come, but I got to be ready at all times. So <laughs> I, I'm thinking a lot more aggressive when I'm inside, um, just from rerouting and different things. And, like, I'm just trying to hit people just to hit people for no reason sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes that gets me in trouble, actually. But um, – so I'm, I'm, that's really all I'm thinking about is just how can I disrupt the flow of offense? That's kind of my mindset when I'm inside. Whether it's even when you're playing man, how can you disrupt? Because those slot throws are always the easiest throws to make for a quarterback as close as got to him. So right. and when I'm outside, I'm like, it's only so aggressive you can get here. Otherwise, <laughs> it's going to be pretty bad. Right. So Flags start flying. Flags start flying, and they, can, <laughs> they will get to flying. So it's just a different mindset um, when you're playing inside and outside. And I would say just the level of, you know, aggression and – kind of speed and eyes kind of would be the biggest difference between inside and outside. What goes through your head when you see like a big tight end coming to block you or even if it's a pulling guard that's kicking out in a run play and you you have to take that guy on? What's going in, on in your head? Well, for me, it depends on kind of what's going on behind him. Um, if it's like out in the field and I'm like, it doesn't look like my cavalry's coming, then I'm like, let me just try to stay in front of this guy. But a lot of times I try to get there before they're really ready for me. So I think yeah. – Anytime O-Lyman sees me, they're like, oh, I can't wait. So I'm trying to – as soon as he sees me, I'm trying to be making contact with him just to kind of get my edge. And then with tight ends, it depends on this. If it's Nick Boyle, then it's going to be a tough one for me. But if it's, <laughs> if it's somebody else, you know, that we're playing, you know, a lot of these guys are big-time pass catchers. And right. they don't really don't do too much blocking themselves. So there's, there's a chance I can win those. But uh, <laughs> a lot of times the extra 50 pounds that are coming at me usually – I just try to hold my own and just try to just hold my own and hope hope my my guys are coming. Right. Now now we talk about being on an island. Another assignment that you sometimes get is that that one-on-one assignment. You know, yeah. you you're trusted, hey, this is their top guy, you're our top guy, you know, we're going to match you up, right? Going into a Dolphins game where they have well really two top guys, yeah, two top, right? Yeah. Uh Tyreek especially. You know, do you kind of, as a corner, do you want to get the one-on-one assignments? Um, how do you how do you kind of look at that part of the job? For for me, it's it's like it's kind of an interesting like concept to me of like matching up. I feel like like I don't know, maybe what when Revis was playing, maybe like eight years ago back in his prime, it was like if you those one-on-one matches essentially like won football games. Now right. you see like. A lot of times when guys do that, even if they shut this guy down, the other team can still win. So it, it's kind of something that mm. you can do it, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, to, to me, it's kind of almost like phased out of the game. These offenses are just so – they can run through one guy or sometimes they'll be like, we don't even need to throw to him. We right. can still beat this team by mm-hmm. doing this. So right. it's kind of a unique concept. Like I remember when last time I you know, had a really good one doing that was against the Browns. 
And I felt like I shut Odell down and then when we still got killed. <laughs> so it's like you can do that and like make it really about that. But um, it, it kind of just depends, you know, whatever game. So I do love those. Those are like great. You know, like as a kid, you're like, I used to just go on YouTube, type in this corner against this guy, this right. guy. And Watch so Revis tape. Yeah, Revis tape. And like, you know, I love those. Like those are always sweet. That's like a any corner's dream. But I want to win. So, like, sometimes me, when they don't do that, I'm like, obviously we think we can do be best if we do it this way. So, mm-hmm. whatever way can win, but those those one-on-one matchups are like, especially when you, like, ball out, it's, like, the best feeling. Right. Do you ever go to a coach? Like, you, would you go to a defensive coordinator and say, like, give me Tyreek Hill or whoever is you're playing that week, or do you just kind of let them handle that? Like, how do you – like, you have enough of – like you let your voice be known about you know I'm sure as a veteran player. That's different. On the team. Diff- that's different than a hot food take. Though. Yeah, it's true. That is different. <laughs> that is different. The macaroni takes. Yeah. Um. So sometimes going into the week, you're like, you just want certain guys. You know, just if if you think it fits. Like I was, I usually let them, but we use like what goes on the meeting. Then they'll kind of come to me like later. Yeah. And then we'll kind of so we can be on the same page essentially. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, our our. I love it. I mean, it's it's really great um, anytime you get to do that. But a lot of times you kind of see how it goes through the week too. Yeah. So, like, sometimes you'll – Wednesday and then you'll be like, you know what, let's let's do this. And then you'll kind of change it up on Thursday and then be like, all right, we're going to have you match up the whole game mm-hmm. or we're going to have you do this. So I kind of like how we've done it in the past. We've kind of seen throughout the week which game plan kind of works best with just the flow of practice. And they kind of made a decision off there. So kind of along the lines of letting your voice be heard, like you are one of the loudest players on the practice field. Like whenever <laughs> you walk onto the field, uh, we would see that in training camp. And it's kind of been cool to see that, like your, I guess, progression since you've been here. How much, like, do you feel like a leader, the leader of this defense? Like, and maybe that's just something that happens with time as you're, you know, first round pick and you get a big contract and you play really well and, and all that stuff. How do you kind of view that aspect of your game? So for me, I I kind of think about, you know, if you don't have energy, I, hopefully I'm bringing the energy for you. And so I, I think, you know, energy is just so contagious. You know, I think about, you know, when I was here with Sizz and, and CJ guys and Eric Weddle guys I really looked up to, you just go off kind of what, you know, how they kind of operated, how they moved. And a lot of times what you saw was, like, from Sizz, you always knew Sizz was going to say something. He was always going to move a certain way. And – CJ was more of a guy that just he just led by example. He wasn't going to talk that much, but he was going to make everybody right when somebody messed up. And so for me, I'm just always trying to come out there with just enough juice to make sure if there's that one guy that's like, I'm kind of tired today, you know, and don't really know, they hear me to like, they either like, all right, let me get right or be like, man, can Marlon shut up, please? <laughs> and either way, it's an effect. And so that's kind of what I'm doing. And sometimes I'm doing it for me. Sometimes I'm like, crap, I got to get going. Let me get right. Let me get right. So, you know, I love, you know, just getting guys ready and the energy I receive back and looking at guys and, you know, I, I kind of feed off other people as well. So anytime I come out there, it's, it's, it's been really unique. And, you know, I, I felt like I was a super quiet guy on the field when I first started. Mm-hmm. And then kind of as, as time just went on, you know, I feel like, you know, guys have told me, even Terrell Suggs when I was like a, when I was a rookie, I remember him telling me I was going to be a leader of this defense, and it's crazy how it kind of comes full circle um, going on year six. And uh, 
I feel like I'm kind of the leader of that defense. That's awesome. uh, another guy like that, Marcus Peters, you know, how much was, I mean, when you have MP Juice Man, Juice Man, <laughs> as I like to say, um, how much was that miss last year? Like, how big effect was that? Just, I mean, he's different, I think, a little bit on the practice field than you are, but on games, Marcus is at an 11. <laughs> right yeah. so like how much was that kind of missed and how great is it to have it back how much a difference does that make it's it's i don't people a lot of people probably don't know but it was like a huge like miss i remember when he came like not only is he a good player but people don't know how much talking he does like a lot of times i'm doing unnecessary talking he's doing <laughs> he's doing a lot of productive talking and like he's telling me from across the field like hey this these, hey this they're coming out in this like from across the field right wow like, when they're huddled so there's just so much and just talking to everybody, like it's just so much that he says during a snap from when we get the call to what offense personnel they're bringing out to what he's seeing. And there's just so much that's just missed there. Mm. Like, you know, people just see the playmaking ability, but what right. people don't realize is the effect he has. And so when you're like, when you don't have that, obviously you don't miss it. But when you have it and then it gets hurt, like right for the season, you're kind of like, okay, like that was a part of our defense that's now gone. Right. So, it, and that's not really getting replaced. You know, there's not. Marcus Peters aren't just walking to the street. Right, right. So, <laughs> and, and then it's not there. So then, you know, of course guys can fill in and do their thing. There's always great players in our roster. But right. there's only one, you know, that guy. And that's, that's the thing about our team. You, know, you want to have a great depth. But once you, you know, miss a guy like that, it's a big piece of the defense. It it really hurts. So I'm super excited to get him back whenever whenever he gets back. And uh, I know he'll be the same Marcus of the old. Do you feel really good about how, like, good this, good this defense is? I think we got a taste of it on Sunday, but – is the feeling that that you guys have that this group could be special? I think this group can be really special. You know, I think you know we played we played well against the Jets, but I just feel like there's a lot more that we can do. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I love the addition of of uh, Marcus uh, Williams. That was that was huge. Justin Houston. I told him today. I was like, I was watching myself on film, then watching him. <laughs> I was like. I did not play with enough juice because Justin Houston's looking like he's on playing year two. Right. <laughs> the energy I, he was having out there, I'm like, all right, next game I got to come with at least more juice because <laughs> this guy was making me look bad. So I think you know when you when you got you know t- year twelve, whatever your vets, Calais, right. looking like they're on year three, year that two. That line was balling yeah, out. That matter beak. Right. I, I just I love the the juice I feed off that. So you know I, I felt like we played okay. But the D-line plays, you know, head and shoulders, and I think we can all elevate to that level. Right. Now, I kind of want to get back to, you know, we were talking about you and being a leader on this team, but I really, you really resonate with me. Like, I connect with you, Marlon, and you don't know this, because I think you kind of have a place on this team similar to the place that I have in our department. And that's kind of as a troll. Right. (laughs) Like I am a very optimistic guy. I'm a like joke, like to joke with people. Life is supposed to be fun. Right. And that's how I kind of see that you view life. But you also like to clown people and you get clowned a lot. Like when you're a troll, you get trolled on a lot. Right. So talk to me a little bit about that. And you're standing on the team socially. You know, I often think about myself as far as my my peers yeah and i'm like man i think some of these guys might hate me but <laughs> yeah. then i'm like but yeah. they hate but it's like a love hate you right. know what i mean and so yeah that's my, what i tell myself before i go to sleep my objective there's this guy that calls me i'm not his name's bob okay every time he calls me it's impossible not to smile after whatever he says uh-huh. i try to have that that is a mindset i think of of myself when someone sees me 
I say something to them, or we say something, have a conversation. Hopefully it ends in a smile. <laughs> whether it's a troll or whether it's messing with someone. I mean, I just told Lamar, walking up the field today, I was like, Lamar, where's your helmet? You know, everyone takes their helmet inside. He was like, I already took it inside. I was like, Lamar, you got to follow the rules. You want them to pay you all this money? Like, you don't follow the rules. <laughs> and he started laughing at me, and then he started making fun of the back of my head. And I was like, Lamar. The kids already made fun of the back of my head in middle school and elementary school. It's like, I'm secure about it now. So like, I know my head is kind of long in the back, but I've already had the jokes. So that's kind of, you know, football can be as, you know, some organizations as they're walking around like robots. Some people you can express yourself. The great thing about here is you can be whoever you want to be as long as you do what you're supposed to do. Right. It's like, it seems like pretty simple. Just do your job and then you can act whatever sort of way. It's like, that's a pretty easy way. You know, some people kind of want you to suppress who you are and different things. Right, and right. So that's just me. I'm kind of like the the cool troll. It's made fun of a lot. It kind of messes with people, and then people mess with me. But it always ends in a smile. Right. Or a laugh. And if you laugh with the joke, laugh like that's the, the thing. You got to laugh. You got to roll with the punches. You got to roll with the punches. So, you know, if you're trolling somebody, someone's going to troll you. Right. And so. Exactly. That's kind of how it goes. And, uh. <laughs> It's uh, it's fun. I really, really enjoy it. I um, I guess now that I'm on this like uh, media side, mm-hmm. somebody played a joke on me actually. Ooh, really? In the upstairs. Oh yeah, I want to hear all about this. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. EDC played a joke on me. Well, that sounds about right. And I didn't know, you know, I heard he was this jokester, and I'm like, someone gave me a, all right, there's a there's a longer story to this, but anyway, someone gave me a stuffed animal. Okay. A very large stuffed animal. What kind of animal? It was a moose. A large moose. A large moose, <laughs> because I had, we had a, the guy on the team whose name was Moose. Okay. So he sent me a moose. Or so I thought it was from him. Wait, a guy on our team named Moose? A guy on our team named Moose is with us in training and with us in okay. mini camp. Okay. And I trained with him over the break because I wanted to work with some speed. He's really fast guy. Okay. So we run like 10.08 in the 100. Okay. So I trained with him. And he sent me a moose. He's like, yo, you know, I was like, oh, bro, like, look at that. He sent me a moose. <laughs> and for the longest, I was like, but that's so weird. Like, why did you send me a huge moose? Like, it's kind of weird. Like, I was like, you know what I mean? But I didn't think anything weird. And then out of, I mean, we, his training camp, it was a team moose. Like, everyone played with this moose. It was just in the locker room. It was right. just chilling. I was like, yeah, guys, moose sent that to me. I'm tell, I told everybody. And then out of nowhere, EDC goes, I sent you that moose. I was like, I was like, what? He's like, 
I sent you that moose. I was like, because it was weird how it was in my locker. Why? Like it didn't come in the mail. Right. Like just in my it locker. Was just sitting in your locker. And I was right. like, I didn't think. I was like, how the crap did moose get in? He's not even on the team right. anymore. Why the hell did Eric send you a moose? Because I told him that I was training with moose. So he oh. played a joke. And I was just like, I'm not going to lie. That was, that was a pretty, it was pretty good. It, it was, it was, it was very random, but the moose is still in the locker room. Yeah, I was going to say. So I've seen the moose. Yeah, you've seen the moose. I've yes. seen the moose. Still in the locker room. Um, some people use it as a defender with a little basketball hoop in there and right. cross them over. But the moose is it's our team mascot for the locker room. Right, so okay. pose down. We, if, you know, the moose steps up. The, the moose, moose we might, there might be a step up there. <laughs> All right, last question for me here, Marlon. One thing I think that's interesting about you is uh, you've kind of like become like Mr. Baltimore to a certain extent. Like you're a man about town. You go to Orioles games, you're hang, you hang around in Baltimore. Like you have no problem kind of being out and about like in the community, um, whether it's going to restaurants, Orioles games, like whatever it is. Talk to me about like that aspect of your life and why that like you have no problem. I think, you know, some you know players or celebrities would like hesitate about well, you said, like, to be Lamar, it kind of sucks to be famous famous. Yeah, yeah it sucks be, to be famous, Whatever famous. level of famous – I mean, I think you're yeah. famous, Marlon. What level of famous do you think you are? <laughs> my, my level of famous is 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 great, I think. Okay, you know, great I'm, famous. So I'm like <laughs> – I do a lot of bird scootering around town. Right. Like, so you ride your bike around town? I ride bike around town, and I get, like, the drop past somebody, and I get the double take. And then when I'm far away, is that Marlon Humphrey? Like, I get those. <laughs> right. You know, I'm okay. not, like, a immediately, oh, Marlon. So, like – my level is great, and so I kind of can go wherever people kind of notice me after the fact a lot of times. Mm. So whether it's Orioles games and different things, but I've really grown to just really like the the city and how the you know, the love they have for the Ravens, and so it's, it's just been really cool. Like I'm not a city guy; I come from Alabama. There's not really cities, so <laughs> just being around it's it's. Uh, and then I moved downtown, so I've really gotten a chance to really get a deeper dive into the city, but. It's just really cool. You know, when I first got here, I kind of had a rough start. I got cussed out my Uber driver. I cussed out this random lady for holding the door for her. I was like, man, this is not Alabama at all. Like, this is like, God, this is like rough. But now that I've kind of really been out and about, it's it's been, over the past couple of years, it's really been pretty smooth just being different places and going and seeing this, going to an O's game, going to here and it's it's been really cool. So I've I've really enjoyed the city and just just the people. Um, they they've really grown on me. But one thing I didn't really realize, like I knew there was Ravens fans. They were really die hard. But moving downtown is like now I'm like yo these people love the Ravens. So yeah. <laughs> I've my lady Gail downstairs at Whole Foods. We've become friends. She works in the deli department. I gave her some tickets the other day. It was it, nice. it, we're, I'm becoming friends with a lot of people. I'm really enjoying the city, so it's it's been a really cool. All right, and last one for me. Speaking of questions that we get from fans, uh, the wedding band, the the ring on yes. the wedding on the ring finger. Yes, but you are not married. Married. You're married. Yes. What? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did you know this? Congratulations. Congrats, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely not married. But, um, yeah, see, I don't really. Can you tell us about this or is this off limits? All right, all right. This is an aura ring here. Okay. And honestly, I don't really live by normal norms. I like this already. I'm so really feeling like this. I was going to put it on. 
I didn't like any other finger. I didn't. Yeah. So I don't want anything on my right hand. This is my good hand. Right. But then I yeah. don't like this finger. And then I can't yeah. do the middle finger. That'd be weird. And then the pinky, my well, my pinky's, my knuckles, I mess up my knuckles. It's too fat. Then you haven't got to put on your thumb. Pinky ring would be a little funky too. Yeah. So then I'm like, but then I'm also like, I, I'm not a, one of those like want to have a big wedding. Like I right. Like you're literally, just going to be married one day. Yeah. I mean, if I can find the girl that's willing to do that, which is, <laughs> that's going to be another the part problem. of the question. That's going to be another problem. <laughs> but I just the so the social norms of how things have to be done. There's like, there's not a book. Right. Isn't a book. Somebody just, I guess, one day said you're supposed to wear a ring on this finger. Right. Is that how it kind of works? I, think so. I have no idea. Like, who came up with that? Right. I don't know. Right. Like, I don't like who that person. Who made that rule? Like, yeah, right. Exactly. So, somebody that like they were like, also, pinky ring doesn't make any sense. Thumb doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It's only this, I'm like, so they were right. Yeah. So, the day I am married, I guess no one's gonna know. I guess. <laughs> Unless wifey makes me then. So. Uh, <laughs> We'll see. Uh, we'll be anyway. to the bottom of that. Yes. Well, thank you very much, Marlon. Woo! Thanks yeah, for keeping us on. Yeah, an guest. Appreciate it, man. All right. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. Cool. So big thanks to Marlon for joining the first ever version of the Historic. Video, video version of The Lounge. Historic. That was a big day. I know he was thrilled. He oh, was yeah. He was thrilled to do it. So also, uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure you go back and you check out the Studio 44 episodes that Marlon's done. He did one, like you mentioned, with Steve Bashotti, Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman. Uh, just really cool kind of insights into those guys beyond just you know what you hear in press conferences every week. You get to know them a little bit more yeah. as people. So if you, you can always go back and watch those as well. Those are posted right here on our YouTube channel, so go ahead and check those out. Also, we want to give a big shout-out to our friends at DraftKings. Mm-hmm. As listeners and viewers know, the sports landscape is always changing. This week is no different. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, and it still has daily fantasy contests running for those who are looking to have skin in the game. So this is simple. Every player has a salary associated with drafting them. You can assemble a lineup of players. You stay under that salary cap. Then you sit back and you watch your points pile up. So you can sign up on the DraftKings app today using code FLOCK. Every new user will get a free entry with their first deposit. Again, the code is FLOCK. At DraftKings. Pretty great. So what do you think of the setup here, G? Oh, it's great. I think it, I mean, we got some great art on the walls. Yeah. We got, where did we find the Ray Lewis statue here? The bobble, it's a bobblehead. A giant bobblehead. Well, but where did we find it? There it is. We got the band hat on him. He's holding the lounge sign. He's ready, man. He's ready to roll. Uh, That was just sitting in uh, the control room down outside the studio. So I hauled it up. Actually, uh, Michelle got a great picture. Our boss, Michelle, got a great picture of me with it kind of over my shoulder like a baby. Mm. It was pretty good. Um, Got the bobbleheads. We have the Gary Baxter throwback bobblehead for old school Ravens fans. Pretty great. Yeah. And heap. And if anyone's like listening to this, you can't see any of this. This is to make sure you, if you don't don't do this already, from here on out, all versions of the lounge uh, with with guests uh, will be posted to our YouTube channel. So we're going to be posting yep. the lounge on our YouTube channel. You'll be able to watch, you see our crazy reactions to everything that you know is said on the lounge, and also get a chance to get to see these players yep. as you're listening. Uh, so we'll still be doing the audio version, of course, but we're also doing the video version. So uh, if you're listening to this. Uh, your podcast app, well, you can also watch it on YouTube, uh, and that's going to be the case moving forward. There's, I just want to point out a couple other things in here, right, because this is the first one. We have the commemoratives, which yep. are those the beer cans up there, which sure. have been around here since 2012. Yeah, we, we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> we won the Super Bowl. And Garrett and I will often, just on a Friday afternoon, you know, it's happy <laughs> hour time about – 
You want to pop a commemorative? <laughs> <laughs> Which starts the debate of how old is too old for a beer? Right. I what mean, do you we're think? Over, we're over a decade. We're <laughs> over a decade at this point. I think that we've passed the expiration date. Somebody's going to lose a bet at some point and have to drink a commemorative. You know commemorative. what? I think maybe, maybe when the Ravens win their next Super Bowl. So maybe it's we this should, February. Should you got to chug, chug the commemorative, commemorative in the press box. I think that's a Super great call. Press box. I think that's a great. And then, and then this. This behemoth right here is just a treasure in the lounge, which is a, a heavy wooden ball. I don't know how I wanted to go put it on the scale and get the the weight on this thing, but it's pretty heavy. And everybody that comes into the lounge is challenged to palm the ball, mm-hmm. which is not it's challenging. It's challenging. It's not an easy feat and it really determines, you know, your strength. Your strength, what you got in you. And Garrett, it's, well, with your tiny little hands, you, you, you don't have it today. Well, you, you don't have it today. You got I the can ball tell already. Slick. Your your palms are sweaty. That's because we had ribs for lunch. Your palms are all sweaty. Here we go. No, you Sports, can't. No, no, smarter. you can't do it by the nose. We're smarter, not harder. <laughs> no. That's Easy. cheating. Easy. So, so you know, just to explain, here you got to roll it further. I, I kind of want to hold it over here. Thank you. Just to explain some of the decor around here, and then we went around and filled the shelves. We also raided everybody's cubicle. Uh, in marketing, corporate sales, thank you to them uh, for the donations that you didn't even know that you made. Yeah. Because most of you weren't at your desk when I stole the stuff off of there to put up in here. So thank you to all those people out there. I will say that this facility is like, if you need kind of random Raven stuff, yeah. this is obviously the, the mecca for uh, sure. of that. So we had some fun. I mean, a Gary Baxter desk. bobblehead, yeah. case in point. We raided some people's desks today, and that was kind of fun. <laughs> so the other thing, last thing on that front, uh, we got a helmet here, which Marlon signed on yes. his way out. Every guest who comes by the lounge, we're going to have him sign this helmet, and then we're going to give this away. Um, and then I'm going to put it in my basement and get it, find a perfect spot for it. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to give this away uh, at a point later this year. So We'll have to come up with a really good contest. It's going to be a, a very good contest because that's going to be anybody has sweet. any ideas, email us. Yeah, the lounge can. at ravens.nfl.net. I'd be, I'd be intrigued to hear what kind of contest ideas people come up with. For sure. So, all right, uh, let's talk a little football. Ravens yeah. open have their home opener against the Dolphins on Sunday. What's your take on this game? What do you expect? This is a big game. I mean, the Dolphins, I think, at the end of the year, we're going to be looking at the Ravens' playoff positioning, and the Dolphins are going to be part of that conversation. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean, they're 1-0. Uh, and, and I just think they're a very talented team. Obviously invested a lot. Uh, you know, at left tackle, obviously at wide receiver, bringing in Tyreek Hill this offseason. And they have weapons. Uh, Jalen Waddell. Uh, so Tua has some big-time weapons to throw to on the outside, and their defense is good, as we saw last year. You know, when the Ravens went to Miami, were heavy favorites going into Thursday night football and ended up taking a tough one. That, that was a tough loss. Yeah. Uh, pretty surprising. And uh, so we all saw what their defense did that night. Uh, historic amount of cover zero blitzes with their safeties bringing the heat. And so it's up to the Ravens to show that they have the answers for that. You know, the rest of the season, really, until Lamar got hurt, it was kind of, okay, how are the Ravens going to respond to cover zero blitzes? You know, do they have the answers? And they struggled in a way. It wasn't just the Dolphins game even after that. It, it kind of lingered a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to see now, not a year later, but the following season, after working on this in training camp and through the summer, do the Ravens have the answers for that cover zero blitz? Yeah, obviously there's also a big change for the Dolphins is new coaching staff. So, for sure. So Brian Flores. But it's the same defensive coordinator. Same defensive coordinator. Brian Flores, a defensive-minded head coach, right. uh, was there at the time. He's no longer there. You know, and I and I think that that's an intriguing aspect of and kind of an unknown aspect with the Dolphins. 
not just what they're going to do defensively, but Mike McDaniel, you know, this offensive, you know, kind of guru, mm-hmm. what's he going to dial up uh, as the Ravens are, you know, there's not, there's not, you know, you can go back and you look at tape from when he was in San Francisco. Well, you, I, I'm glad we didn't get him week one. I think it's a little bit better to get one week yeah. of tape. You have at least a week of sample exactly. size. It's not great, but you have an idea of, of what they want to do yeah. a little bit more. And I'll say this, you know, I think that the opening game, and I think a lot of people have asked me this, um, you know, so the Ravens win handedly. The question I think a lot of people have asked is, well, was it just because the Jets aren't a very good team and they're playing with their backup quarterback? Or are the Ravens a good team? <laughs> and I think the Ravens are a good team. I don't think the Jets are going to win a ton of games this year, um, but I think they have a really talented defense, mm-hmm. um, and I think that was part of the reason the Ravens were slow out of the gate. Um, and I think that this will be a kind of another test for the offense um, to see, like... Oh, for sure. Like, I think, I think this will be a chance to see, all right, How's this offense fair, especially if they get, you know, a lot of cover zero blitz again against mm-hmm. the Dolphins? Um, you know, rust is not going to be a factor. You've, you know, that's not something that would be, you know, brought into this game. Uh, and then defensively, you're going up against a de- an offense in Miami that has way more weapons. Like, this is a dangerous offense that the Dolphins have. And I just think that we're going to get a kind of a much truer test of where the Ravens are. Mm-hmm. And I'll be looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I think that uh, you know Tua is a, is an interesting quarterback because he's different from Joe, right? Joe is this like big arm, makes every throw, known for being a gun, you know, a gunslinger uh, for taking deep shots. Tua isn't known for being that as much, but now he has the weapons outside with the speed that he certainly can. Yeah, right. And so um, it, the RPO it, is much a much bigger piece of their. I mean, it's not a piece of the Jets offense at all. They're a very big RPO team. Yeah. Very big RPO team. So, uh, for sure, it's a stiffer test for the defense. And, and we're going to get a truer indication after what was a, a dominant week one performance from this defense of really how good they are. And I think it's very good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, MT Bank Stadium is going to be rocking. The defense is going to be feeling that. And I think also it remains to be seen, you know, whether we get more guys back from injuries. You know, we talked a little bit about micro, uh, Marcus Peters with uh, Marlon. Does he play this week? Yeah. Right? I, th- I think that I thought that he had a, a chance, certainly. I thought he had a pretty good chance of playing week one against the Jets. And so it'll be interesting to see whether he takes the field this week. Does J.K. Dobbins play this week? Ronnie Stanley? You know, all three of those guys who didn't suit up the first week, where, did they, where are they at now a yeah. week later? So, um, you know, we talked a lot. Also, just going back to the offensive side about the run game, you know, coming out of the Jets game, that yeah. the run game wasn't that sharp. J.K. Dobbins could change that mm-hmm. in a hurry. I do think that a lot of it is on the offensive line, however. A lot of it, I think, is going to be working out some of those kinks from week one and sharpening up the blocking for whoever is back there. Yeah, totally. I also think King Drake having you know more time in the offense is going to help kind of iron out some of those kinks too as he just kind of gets to know what he's doing and yep. where to be and gets more familiarity. That's going to help. Um, but but I, I, like it was good to have Marlon on this week because he's going to have his hands full whether or not Marcus Peters plays or not. You know, I yep. think everyone's hoping Marcus Peters plays, especially – after the Kyle Fuller injury, yep. uh, you lose him for the season to a torn ACL, you know, late in that game. Um, you know, suddenly the secondary, you know, I'm not like, it's not last year where you lost everybody, but you, it's it's thinner. It is, it well, is it's definitely some thinner. Hits. I mean, you subtract one, but he, the thing about that is, you know, if, if, if Marcus were to come back, 
you're really in the same spot that you were last year against yeah. the Jets, right? He just steps in to the same spot that Kyle Fuller played. Brandon Stevens is still your number three corner, yeah, right? And and then on down the line, right? Yeah. And so really what it was was uh, Kyle Fuller, I think, was expected to be the number three with Marcus and Marlon both healthy and out and playing. He yeah. was expected to be the number three, and now that guy is going to be Brandon Stevens, it looks like, for, for the majority of the year. Right, and if um, Marcus Peters weren't ready to play. Now you're counting on Pepe Williams, Jalen Armour Davis. The right, rookies. to be the number three. To be the number three. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's, obviously it hurts your depth. Um, injuries always stink, but I don't. I think that the Ravens are still in pretty good position. Knock on wood. You're knocking on the football. The, oh, yeah, the football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to knock on the shelf. Um, knock on wood. Like, I don't think the Ravens are in dire straits yet, depth-wise. No, not at all. Certainly from a cornerback perspective. And even at tackle, it's a little bit more dicey there if Ronnie weren't to return this this game. Uh, you know, because you have Patrick McCary stepping in at left tackle. Well, now that means he's not your backup center, right? So Tristan Cologne could be active, but you now, okay, well, who's your backup left tackle? Mm-hmm. Right, because you always have to have the the backups, right? Yep. Um, and so, is that Falele? Is that Morgan Moses would kick over to the left side? You have more questions about your tackle depth uh, following the Juwan James injury uh, than I think you have questions at cornerback. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's more of a ripple effect on the offensive line. I think so. Yeah. So, uh, game is Sunday at one o'clock on CBS uh, for fans. As you make your way into the stadium, we're going to give out these flags, which I always think are pretty cool. Well, free stuff. I free mean, staff. We have a lot of free. The promotional schedule dropped this week. Yes. Fans should definitely check that out because there is a lot of freebies. Yes. And you know how I feel about freebies. And we we are well aware of yes. how you feel. Yes. And then on, on a serious note, we are going to hold a moment uh, to recognize both uh, Jalen Ferguson and Tony Saragusa before the game around twelve forty. So. So, you know, that's that's going to be a powerful moment. Uh, mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, we are wearing a decal uh, on the back of the helmets this year to honor both those guys. Um, and so that is going to be something that we do um, before Sunday's game as well. Yep. Well, thanks for watching. To everybody out there, you can always email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net and buckle up for the first video. Oh. Big <laughs> win over the Dolphins. Let's go. Let's go. We needed to see that on video. (laughs) Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. (laughs) Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.